Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. There are times when a phrase will just roll off your tongue, so much so that you can get a little bit confused about it. Uh, So let's talk about the collateral damage that collateral beauty has caused me with Alex First. Hello there, Alex. Ah, Christopher. Yes, well, unfortunately, let's just say collateral beauty has not exactly taken the world by storm. And that's unfortunate because it has some huge names associated with it. I'll just mention some of these names. And if you think about it, you would rush to see a movie like this just by the name alone. Will Smith, Ed Norton, Kate Winslet, Michael Penner, Kira Knightley, Helen Mirren. Wow. Hey, Naomi Harris. Goes on. It's a great yeah. ensemble cast, but, but is it a great product from the great ensemble cast? Well, when a successful New York ad executive suffers a great tragedy, he retreats from life. While his concerned friends try desperately to reconnect with him, he seeks answers from the universe by writing letters, letters to love, time and death. So imagine posting a letter to love. Yes, that's yep. what he does. Okay. Okay. Now, these three things connect every single human being on Earth. We long for love. We wish we had more time. And we fear death. That's what the director, David Frankel, who was responsible for The Devil Wears Prada, says. Collateral beauty is about finding your way back to life and love in the wake of unspeakable loss. It concerns those unexpected moments of hope, meaning and connection. The proverbial silver linings that light the path through even the darkest times. It's those things we sometimes take for granted or don't notice at all, but that might be there every day, like a sunset or fleeting like a child's smile. Again, Frankel's words. There are millions of examples of collateral beauty, he says. They're unique. We all have different ideas about what they could be. Frankel says they are the reasons we go on. The story is intended to remind us to take notice of those brilliant fragments of life that make it worth living. And it's set amidst the warmth, the energy, the often bittersweet notes of the holiday season in New York City. The way you see the world, the way your heart opens, the way you relate to people after a tragedy can be very beautiful, according to the screenwriter Alan Loeb, who is also one of this film's producers. For Loeb, collateral beauty began as a germ of a concept that grew to capture his imagination until it could not be denied. It came together piece by piece over a long period as he wrote other movies, worked on other things. It was a little story in his head that kept nagging at him about a man who writes letters to abstractions. And why would he do that? Movies First. Reviews, previews and more with Alex First and Chris Coleman. The key character, the Will Smith character, Howard, starts off as a passionate, dynamic individual, head of his own company, for whom those words, time, love, death, once represented powerful marketing tools, great motivators. But after his six-year-old daughter succumbs to a fatal illness, casting Howard emotionally adrift, 
these concepts take on larger meaning. Increasingly withdrawn from human contact, the only communication Howard now initiates are with angry, accusatory letters he writes to love, time and death. He's struggling with big philosophical questions and looking to the universe for answers. Like a modern-day King Lear, you might say, he's howling at the gods, according to Frankel. His closest colleagues and confidants, Edward Norton, Kate Winslet, Michael Penner, can't reignite him, try as they might. That's when an unexpected encounter that Ed Norton has in casting a commercial leads him to a small group of struggling actors, Kira Knightley, Helen Mirren and Jacob Lattimore, who assume the roles of love, time and death. And the cast also includes Naomi Harris as the orchestrator of a self-help group for parents who've lost children. Now, the very thought of losing a loved one at any age is hard enough to bear, let alone a child who'd shake, well, let it shake the very foundations of a parent's life. Mm. So it is here when uber-successful advertising guru Howard shuts down after his daughter's passing. Collateral beauty moves into the realm of fantasy to try to counter Howard's dreamlike state. While having actors attempting to spark Howard may work on one level, on another, I found it a bridge too far. The concept of coping with grief, sure, it's an important one for cinema to explore. To do so with heart and soul is to be expected. Its treatment here, decidedly quirky, I reckon others may warm to that more than I did. With so many big names to focus upon, each plays smaller roles that in any other film could have been developed in and of themselves. In this case, we get a taste of each. Certainly there was some I would have appreciated getting to know more. Kira Knightley, probably the most interesting of the lot. Her character is an immediate draw card. So how does one cope with the death of a child? I'm none the wiser after seeing Collateral Beauty, which is a brave endeavour that failed to ignite as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that... Uh, you stick with it and you kind of try to hang it together in your own head and doesn't kind of get there. Does the casting help or hinder? I only ask because I remember reading a while back that uh, uh, the the lead role in this was originally meant to be Hugh Jackman's, and I'm just wondering, would that have made a difference or is it the whole execution just doesn't quite come off? Yeah, look, I don't think it would have made any difference. I think it comes down to the script. And you know, it's it's a, a way of coming up with answers. And, of course, there are no answers. We know, I suppose you know that even going in, but you, you kind of hope it'll it'll get somewhere. And it, it's it's sort of, it, it's esoteric to an extent. And a lot of people are going to struggle with that, I dare say. Okay, give us a score then for Collateral Beauty. Five and a half to six out of ten. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco... I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.